Glory to God. Got to turn me on, Rod. Got me coming up. Here we go. I feel the anointing rising. Yeah. Father, we thank you also for changing the weather pattern. Father, we just thank you for moisture to come. We just thank you, Lord, for the... We didn't even like a good old 10-inch snow, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for bringing the moisture to this Texas panhandle, this whole state. And we just thank you, Father, that it's all in your hands. And we thank you, Lord. You can take the heart of a king and turn it whithersoever you will. And you can take the weather and turn it whithersoever you will. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for just turning it whithersoever you will. And we just thank you for that. And thank you for your word today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. This month's at least once about gifts. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. God is love. And the characteristic of love is giving. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, who is that? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting Zoe life. You know, God's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to the place of repentance, which is exchange. God wants everyone to change the way they think. Exchange the way you think. And it says, For God sent not his, world, his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he's not believed in the name. And what is that name? The character. Of the only begotten of the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Thanks. Get that in your spirit, especially this time of year. Why is this? What's the reason for the season? Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now, what does that word unspeakable mean? Inexpressible, indescribable, beyond explanation. The riches of Christ is beyond explanation. Indescribable, inexpressible. That's what Christ is. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now, what is a gift? It's something given Without cause or occasion or without compulsion, need, warrant, expecting nothing in return. How many of us really understand what it means to give expecting nothing in return? So you can't know that in the old man. Because the old man can only give expecting in return. But the new man can give expecting nothing in return. Why? Because he's just a funnel that flows through. From the source that can never run out. We're sources of living water. Zoe life that can never run out. And you can learn to give expecting nothing in return. You know what Marion was saying a while ago. There's a lot of scriptures. In Proverbs it says. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that waters shall be watered himself. And there is that scatters. And gives away. And gives away and yet increases. And there are those that withhold more than is meat, and it only tends to poverty. The liberal soul. And what is a liberal soul? Only one answer. It's got to be the new soul. Because the old soul's not liberal. 
It's selfish and self-centered. There he is that scatters and yet increases. And what does it say? He that giveth to the Lord, he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord, and that which he gives, the Lord will repay. How many of you would like God to repay you? Try to outgive God. Go ahead. Second Corinthians says, he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Try to run out. And it's a grace to do that. Yeah. Grow in that grace, he says. That's what Paul said. Go in that, grow in that grace to be that kind of person and watch God. So see, it is a time of giving. But a gift is something that's given without any expectation about it. Not many people in America understand that gift much. You know, most of everything we have in this world, in this system, is given to you based on your performance. Pretty well everything is based on your performance, your bonuses. It just doesn't matter what it is. But everything in God is given to you based on who you are, not your performance. It's based on who he is, not who we are. You remember the, the guys he hired to go out and work, and he told them they agreed with this amount of money, and they went out in the morning, they worked all day, and some come in at the last hour. And uh, he paid them the same as he paid the rest, and they got all been out of shape. We've, we've worked all day in the sun, and you give us this amount, and you give them this amount. And he said, didn't you agree for that? And they said, yeah, we agreed for that. He said, now, why are you, why are you doing that to me? You think I'm evil? I, I'm good. I'm going to give the same to last as the first. What is that saying? It's not based on our performance. It's based on his goodness. And it's the goodness of God that what? Leads us to repentance. It's God's goodness, not his wrath or his anger. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Agape love. John chapter 4. When Jesus, Let's look in John chapter 4 since I'm already there. Jesus came to the woman of Samaria. And he said in verse 7 to her, Jesus said unto her, Give me drink, for his disciples was gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, dost ask drink of me, which am a Samaritan? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now I want you to think about that. We're going to look at that just a minute. The Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans, because they was a mixed breed, and they really called them dogs. It's not, didn't Jesus even say it's not meat to take the children's bread and give it to dogs? Come on now. Now don't get all upset about that. But that was what they considered them at, at that time. The Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans. Well, what was Jesus sitting here talking to her for? Why? Because it's the goodness of God. Now look what he said. Jesus said unto her, if you knew the gift of God. If you knew what? What do we need to know? The gift of God. What is the gift of God that Jesus is? Jesus is the gift of God given to us that we may have everything. In, in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is a head of all principalities and powers and everything else. What are we? We are complete in him who is the head, who has all the fullness of the Godhead. And you are complete. He said, if you knew the gift of God, insinuating she didn't. How many of us really know the gift of God? And what is a gift? It's freely given. Freely to all that will receive it. If you knew the gift of... And who it is that said unto thee, Give me drink, and you would have asked of him, and he would give you living water. 
He's not just going to give you regular water. He's going to give you that water that makes you never thirst again. You know, I was thinking about the word might gain. This time of year, there's a lot of people that goes through emotional reactions this time of year because of family and situations that's caused problems in the past, and it's an emotional time, and a lot of stuff going on. But you know what God does? He said he heals the brokenhearted and binds up all their emotional wounds. Luke 4.18 said he come to heal the brokenhearted. Now, how does he do that? Ezekiel 36.26, he said, I'm going to take that old stony heart you got out of you, and I'm going to give you a new heart. And it's a Jeremiah 24.7, it's a heart to know me. And it's a heart of what? Love. So how does God heal your broken heart? By giving you a new one. He exchanged the old for the new. So what do you got to do? As many as what? Received him. To them gave he power to become sons and daughters of God, as many as believe on his name. How is that? You got to let the other one go. Just exchange it. Say, I'm not going to go there this year. I choose not to go to that old emotional reaction to that junk anymore because that's not who I am. That's who I was. Has nothing to do with today because I have a new heart and I have a new spirit. And he said he takes away the stony heart and gives you a heart of flesh. And he says also what? I will put my Holy Spirit within you and cause you to walk in that newness of life. Is that a gift or is that a gift? If you knew the gift of God. Wow. What did Paul say? Acts chapter 2. Repent, be baptized, and receive the what? Gift of the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? It's a gift. It's freely given to anyone and everyone that wants it. And I was thinking there in the book of Acts, you know, when Philip went down and preached to, where did he go? Samaria, of all things. That's interesting. You know, when Jesus went to Samaria and met the woman at the well, and she took him into town, and he stayed there two, day, two days, and many believed on him because he healed their sick and cleansed all the people, and they believed, and they were excited. And then it says in Luke chapter 9 that he set his face to go to Jerusalem and he sent the disciples to make ready for him in Samaria so on the journey so they'd have a place to rest on their way and they would not receive him. This was after he had done all this. So how many of you know, even though after he does a lot of things in your life, you can still react to the emotional junk you had in your past life where the Jews didn't receive him? You don't have to live in that past. You don't have to live there anymore. And what did James, John, what did they want to do? Why don't we just call down fire and can wipe them all out? But you know what? Jesus said, you know, that's not a bad idea because look what I did and look how they were treating me. That ain't what he said. He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. I did not come to destroy men's souls, is the Greek, but to save them. To make them new. See it's an exchange. You don't have to live with that old stuff anymore. Now Philip went down to the city of what? Samaria. And preached Christ to them. And the people gave heed to the things that Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice. Came out of many that was possessed. And he healed all that was sick. 
And there was great rejoicing in the city. And then they sent for the disciples to come down and pray for him, for as yet they had not received the Holy Ghost. So they came down and prayed for him, and they laid hands on him, and they received the Holy Ghost. And then what happened? There was this Simon fellow that for a long time bewitched the people, charging them. Then he saw something, that by laying on the hands, people could receive the Holy Ghost, and he offered money to Peter and them so he could have that gift. And Peter said, you and your money perish with you because you think that the gift of God can be bought with money. Wow, that's kind of absurd, isn't it? But how much of the time do we think a little prayer, a little fasting, a little doing something special for God is going to give us a gift of the Holy Spirit or a little special gift from the Holy Spirit or a little special gift from God? If I fast, if I give, if I'll do anything religious, God's going to give me a little special gift. He said it perishes with you because you can't buy what God gives freely. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As heaven is higher than the earth, so my thoughts are higher than your and my ways than your ways. That's what God said in Isaiah 55, about chapter, verse 10. But what? My ways are your ways. My thoughts are your thoughts. Because we have the mind of Christ. We have the new creation living about us in, in us, and we live and abide in the new creation. And if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. And we are new creatures in Christ. I'm telling you, the gift of God, the unspeakable gift of God, lives and abides in every one of us. And you think of Samaria, that place that rejected him. There Philip went. And had a revival. Samaria. You know, it might be good just to go through Samaria and just track all the places where Samaria comes up. How many times there were Samaritans that God showed his grace to? There were Samaritans. See, don't think, don't ever think that you've done too bad for him to come see you. What did Paul say? He basically said, you know, I'm a chief sinner. Why is that? He said, you know... I didn't just persecute Christians. I killed Christians. Now, why has God chose me to do this? You know why he said that? Because God wants to show you what grace really is. That he chose me to do this. And before a blasphemer, persecutor, injurious, and I killed Christians. But his grace came to show me his love. Now, why is that? So what is it you can do that's going to make God so mad he can't use you? Nothing. And see, what is it you think you can do to help him out that he's going to use you? Whatever you do is going to perish with you. I believe when it says, no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. And if you'll just build on what he has already built, gold, silver, precious stones, but there's also going to be wood, hay, and stubble. And every man's works will be manifest by fire. For the fire shall declare it. And if it's built on a solid foundation, it will bring forth fruit. But if it's wood, hay, and stubble, it will be burned. You'll suffer loss, but you shall be saved, yet it's by fire. What is he saying? Every motive, everything you do that's rooted in that old thinking is going to burn. 
It has to. It perishes. Why? Because it's not established in God's grace and his gift that he gives us. Why is it so hard? Because everything in this world tells you just the opposite. Everything in this world is given to those that earn it. You know, I went to high school with a, a, a kid. Well, my best friend, smart as a whip, never cracked a book, straight A's. Went on to be a pharmacist. But he used to laugh at me because I had to study. But when it came time for all the support to go to college, guess who got the support? It's given to those that are the smartest, not those that work the hardest. What's wrong with this picture? Huh? See, it's all part of the world system. We're in it, but we're not of it. He's put us here as light and salt to be different in this world we live in. It's the gift of his grace. Romans 5 said, through the offense of one, Romans 5, 17, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace by grace. It's the gift of grace by grace. What is it? The gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded into many. Verse 17 says, and they which receive, what is the word? Receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life by one, Jesus Christ. You can't do one thing but receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Then what are you going to do when you learn that principle of receiving You're going to reign in this life. What does that mean? We reign with him in this life. Why? Because we live in him. We live live and move and have our being in him. And he in us. So it's all knowing how to receive. As many as received him, to them gave he what? Power to become sons of God. You know, I'll tell you this story. You know, for a lot of us that was raised where you had to work, you didn't have a choice. Uh, tell everybody, you know, I, when I <coughs> basically was on my own from the time I was 14 years old, and I learned real quick, you gotta, if you want anything, you've got to earn it. So, needless to say, I, a lot of times, any of my bosses wouldn't have been nuts to fire me because I was working for my approval. So when I got saved, I continued to work for my approval, and I told God, thank you for saving me, and I get out of the way, I'm going to be the best son you ever had. About a year later, I burned out and figured out there's a better way, and it's called grace. Matter of fact, no, he stopped me in 1975 said, Son, appreciate what you're doing, but it ain't working. It ain't about what you do. It's about what I've done to make you who you are. So you've got to understand that. Everything in this world tells you different. But I remember a few years ago, Jen and I went to Lubbock to call it Pray Lubbock. So we went in there, and this pastor at Trinity in, in Lubbock was there. <clears throat> so we met him, and he said, why don't you go out and eat with us? So we went out and eat with him. And so uh, he said, we're having a service this night, and we'd plan to spend the night up there, so we, we stayed all night. And so we went to the service that night and just sat in the congregation because we was there to spend the night and relax. And so <clears throat> I heard a good message, and we just sat in there. So he calls Jan and I up here. 
says, here's this pastor here. They come from Hereford, and they come to their prayer in Lubbock, and then they ask them to eat with us, and they come with us, and they ask them to come tonight, and they came. And he said, you know what? I think we just need to bless these folks. So they handed us a trash bag, and everybody in there came by and put money in the trash bag. You think, well, that's a blessing. Not for me, it wasn't at that point. If it asked me to preach, it would have been a blessing. If I'd have done anything for it, it would have been a blessing. But they gave me this sack full of money for doing nothing. And I died right there. I died. Because what is this? It's doesn't, this doesn't fit in my thinking. So we get back to the motel and we dump the trash bag out in the bed and it's three, over $3,000. And you know what I did? We took that money and I brought it home and set it on my dresser till I could figure out what to do with it. I was struggling with this. What am I going to do with this money? Why did you give me this money? I didn't do anything. And God said, you need to learn to receive. See we think we know how to receive, but we're missing so much that God has to give us because we still think we've got to do something to deserve it or earn it. And he wants to freely give us everything he's already given us in Christ. But we've got to learn how to lay aside all that stuff and receive freely of his grace. By the way, I did figure out what to do with it, so... You can laugh, but put yourself in that situation. Some of you say, yeah, man. I can. No, it's because you've learned to receive. He <laughs> said, so try me. Just go ahead and try me. Then he says, try me. But I want to tell you something. It's blessed. It's more better to give than receive. Just be thankful you're in a position where you can give. But I'm telling you, if you hadn't learned to receive, you can't give long. That thing has to funnel through. Amen. Well, I'm not going to finish it. So, Eric, come on up. Let's have communion. And by the way, what? And as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of my love gift to you. Why do we do this? Because he loved us so much that he paid a price for us to have this gift. Amen? Amen. Amen.